Welcome to Future Forward Sales. I'm Lynn Whitbeck, founder and CEO of futureforwardsales.com and Petite to Queen. Our superpower is empowering business owners to transform their sales and grow their business. We work with business owners who reject complacency and focus on innovative thinking to thrive. At the end of the show, in about 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing sales podcasts. Let's go. So today I have the pleasure of having Brian Clayton of Your Green Pal. How you doing, Brian? Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yes, thank you for joining us. And we'll jump right into it because I know that's how we both are. Please just tell us about who you are, your journey, and what Your Green Pal is. Yeah, so in one sentence, Green Pal is like the Uber for lawn mowing. So let's say you have a lawn and it's like four feet tall rather than like calling all over craigslist or facebook you can just hire somebody right on our app they'll come and mow and if they do a good job you can just book them for the rest of the rest of the year and though it just happens like magic in the background so it's like uh push a button get the grass cut been at this eight years Mm -hmm. uh we have several hundred thousand homeowners that use the app to get their grass cut doing 20 million dollars a year in annual revenue and we're uh, we're an eight year overnight success uh, first several years of growing this business were really really hard but uh, we just stuck it out and and we finally have a little something that's working um, before that I had a lawn mowing business actually okay. uh, I started cutting grass in high school as a way to make extra cash and just stuck with my little lawn mowing business business all through high school and all through college. And over a 15 year period of time, I built that to over 150 employees, over $8 million a year in revenue. And in 2013, sold that business. And then it took all everything I learned about the the, the landscaping business and applied it uh, to kind of the, the digital space mm-hmm. to build GreenPal. Okay, perfect. And so you obviously mentioned how it helps your customers to not have to shop all around. How does it help your employees rather for them too to try to find a bunch of different clients? How does that work for them and benefit them? Yeah. So it's like a true multi-sided marketplace. Like Mm -hmm. there's homeowners that need to get this service done. And so we've built the product for them to get that done. But on the other side of the transaction, we've built an entire tool set for lawn care services that are independent uh, business owners that want to grow their, their, their business on top of our technology. And so we've built out an entire tool set for them to, for quoting new jobs, to uh, routing and maximizing the efficiency of their route, to getting paid for the work that they do in a, in a, in a, in a timely banner. And so uh, we kind of have to almost have two customers and build two different types of products right. um, that, that meet in the middle, that's, that, that make it easier for, for homeowners to get the service done and also make it 10 times easier for lawn mowing services to operate their business. And so that's really why we do what we do. Yeah. We really want to uh, give, the, give the, any person that wants to work hard access to the American dream in terms mm-hmm. of building their own business on top of our technology. And we have a Facebook group where we have thousands of these people that, that use our platform. And we just kind of celebrate a lot of these wins. Every day, somebody's like, oh, I was able to buy a new truck because of uh, the business I got through GreenPal. Or my home was in foreclosure mm-hmm. and I was able to, to pull it out of foreclosure because of the business I got through GreenPal. So that's really our purpose. That's really uh, why we get out of bed in the morning. I love it. And that was an exact question. I feel like not only because the way you set it up, you're really giving these people business skills as well. And like you said, how to really be successful, not only for your company, but for their personal lives as well. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's it, the to make a living in the lawn mowing business is really hard. Mm-hmm. You have to get up before dawn every day, mm-hmm. sharpen lawn mowing blades. Like you have to like get out there and work in the hot sun. And then mm-hmm. when you get done after 10 or 12 hours of cutting grass, then you have to do like bookkeeping, mail out invoices. Right. People are paying you late. Uh, if you have employees, you got to pay them. There's taxes galore. And so we just kind of try to focus on one of those pain points at a time and build software uh, to make it easier to where when they get home, they can spend time with their family. They don't have to do mm-hmm. a bunch of invoicing because through GreenPal, they're paid in 24 hours from their clients okay. for all the work they do. So really mat- materially improving these people's lives, helping them make material income, uh, and just really giving them like a business in a box almost. Mm -hmm. You plug in the green pal, you have, let's say you have like three customers. At the end of the first year, now you'll have a hundred and you'll be making like six figures in in, in annual Mm -hmm. revenue take home. Like that's why we, that's why we work like 80 hour weeks on the mm-hmm. software and on the platform because we know that we're we're helping these people be successful. And if they're successful, then Green Pal is successful. And everyone's happy and it works out. Yes, it's a win, win, win. <laughs> Absolutely. So you talked about how it's been eight years. Like you said, eight year overnight success. So, eight yeah. success. so I'm curious, what were maybe like a couple of things that you adjusted and evolved that really finally, you know, kickstarted it and really started to see that great revenue? A couple of things that you made changes to? Yeah, one thing that, uh, you know, looking back in the last eight years, we were slow to do was to delegate. Um, yeah. We, my two co-founders and I just worked and hacked on this thing for like four years, just ourselves. But it was, it was a very long time before we started building out a team around us. And so now Green Pal is 23 people, uh, engineers, designers, content creators, data analysis, uh, right. conversion rate optimi- optimization people. It's like, it's, it's, it's a lot of different uh, skill sets brought under one roof to make this thing happen. But like in the early days, it was just my two co-founders and I just like banging away seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So a mistake we made was we, we did that for too long. Okay. Uh, we didn't delegate soon enough. But the, but the problem was is, is when we started the Green Pal, we didn't know the first thing on how to write software. We didn't know the first thing on mm-hmm. how to distribute software. So we paid a development shop in Nashville where we live uh, something like $150,000 to build the first version of Green Pal. Wow. We launched that and it was a total flop, total failure. And we were confronted with the reality of, wow, if we're going to be in the technology business, we're going to have to learn how to write software. We're going to have to learn how to design software. And so it was a very long period of time, like three or four years of us learning how to do this stuff, doing this stuff. And uh, we were scared to delegate because we delegated too quickly. Like right out the gate, we thought we could just like outsource everything. Right. And then like that cost us two years and, and, and a hundred over a hundred thousand dollars. And so they were like, it, the, 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 I guess the, the bill, like the consequence of that was we spent too long working in the project and not delegating. So that's something, that's one thing that I really learned along the way where, you know, it's taken us eight years to, to get to profitability and eight figures in revenue and several hundred thousand users. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I could probably, if I had to do it all again, I could do it in two years now, right. everything that I know. And so it's like experience is the best teacher and you, you know, you never really know, you just kind of have to go through it, but that's something that I learned. Okay. And I'm hopefully any of our listeners too, maybe they can avoid some of those mistakes. So I appreciate that advice and, you know, being upfront about that. <laughs> it wasn't all gravy at the beginning. <laughs> no, man, it was a slog. It was very much a, a, a leap of faith. Absolutely. And so, like you said before, beforehand, you're kind of doing everything. Now probably, you've delegated some things. What is your favorite part of it for you to do that you love in this whole company and your business? So as the business owner, the mm-hmm. founder, the CEO, whatever like you title you want to give yourself, as you, as you delegate and you build a team around you, then mm-hmm. you really need to do things that only 
only the CEO can do. So things like setting the strategy, like Mm -hmm. really looking at the competitive landscape and saying, this is where we're going to take this company the next like two, three, five years. Mm -hmm. And like, this is how we're going to lay out the product roadmap to fulfill that strategy. That's really something only the CEO can do as, as the visionary, as, as the leader of, of, of the company. Uh, culture is something that only the CEO can do. Uh, like really keeping your finger on the pulse of the culture. It's like, what are like the galvanizing values that, that, uh, that all of the, all of our team members have that kind of galvanize us together? What do we all believe in and why do we believe in it? And, and like, that's something the CEO has to be a steward mm-hmm. of. That's something the CEO has to set the, the tone for. And so like really looking at what are the things that only you as a CEO can do mm-hmm. and like the really high leverage things that, that, that are kind of like a fulcrum, do those and then really try to delegate the other stuff to people that are better at it and that can focus right. on it and do better a better job at it. And you focus on the high leverage stuff. That's perfect. And I'm curious because I know now I'm kind of familiar with your personality. You know, you go for it and you have, you know, that drive and everything. What is the culture that you've set for your business? Yeah, for us, it's it's a meritocracy. It's you come in, you get stuff done, mm-hmm. like your work speaks for itself. Right. There's it's no BS. You, you, we have a weekly uh, hands-on like stand-up meeting. Now it's over Zoom, but um, and and like you have to talk about what you got done the previous week, and you have to lay out what you're going to do this week. And it's like the analogy I I I, I like to draw is like like um, I I read an interview so one time about a guy that was just like leaving college football and going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he noticed was when when you're doing like suicide sprints in college football uh there's a coach there to make sure that you're touching the line each time and right. like the coach will get on your butt if you're not touching the line in the NFL there is no coach mm-hmm. everybody just touches the line right and it's because you're in the NFL it's like you touch the line like it's just no one's it's holding not your negotiable right. you, i mean you understand that when you get there mm-hmm. and so like in a very like humble like small way that's the kind of culture we have you touch the line mm-hmm. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna like get on your ass for touching the line but if you don't touch the line you're not gonna make it here and so right. that's kind of personifies our culture yeah and so i'm assuming too at the beginning also when it's like hiring anyone joining you they feel that like okay i have to be on it is there any chance any time where people kind of come in and they realize it's not the culture for them and get absolutely out. <laughs> absolutely and, and we set it up that way to where we we kind of date uh, mm-hmm. we date before right. before we get married here and and because if be you know we're only 23 people the first five people if you get that wrong that's a bet the company set of decisions if mm-hmm. you really like hire the wrong five or ten people out the gate um and then you hold on to them and and and, t- and they stick around too long like that'll sink your company and so right. for us like we go through like a one month three month six month kind of trial process of is this working out for you as the teammate is it working out for the company is everybody winning and 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 really giving them the opportunity it's like okay we will help you find another job. We will help you. We will help you find a better place if you don't want to be here. And let's take a month and do it. We really want anybody that, that doesn't believe in the mission, who isn't willing to touch the line, to 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 find another place that's a better fit for them. Right, and not waste anyone's time. Both sides. Exactly. <laughs> Hire fast and fire faster. <laughs> that's our motto. That one, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. Very fitting. And so, also, I read that you have your website. So, what can our listeners expect if they go to your website? What will they see there? Yeah. So let's say you have a yard, you own a home, you rent a house and your mm-hmm. grass is like four feet tall. Uh, you just go to GreenPal, pop your address in, pop your email address in. You'll get quotes back from lawn care services nearby you. You'll get five quotes in less mm-hmm. than a minute or two. You can then read reviews about these lawn care services, uh, things that other people 
people that have hired them on GreenPal had to say about the quality of their work. You can look at statistics about how often they show up on time, how often their customers book them for a second lawn mowing. And this can kind of give you the best like rich data so you can make the best decision on this is who I want to cut my grass at the price that I'm that I'm comfortable paying. So it's quite frankly... It's the easiest way in the world mm -hmm. to find the best fit lawn care service to come take care of this one chore for that you're going to need to get done. And then you just set it up and it just happens like clockwork in the background. They come every week or every two weeks mm -hmm. or every 10 days, whatever you set it up for, you get a photo of the lawn every time they, they complete the work. And then your card on file is just billed and you can like do other things. You don't have to worry about cutting your own grass or like calling the guy or like haggling over, no, you overcharged me for four cuts. You only came three or, mm. or you didn't mail me a bill last month or they just don't show up. You know, like, oh, like there's a weird thing of the case of the disappearing lawn guy that, mm. that happens in our industry. Like the, these, these people just kind of come and go and we kind of help solve that problem by surfacing the reliable service providers mm -hmm. and demoting and expelling the ones that are kind of flaky. Okay. I definitely see where like the software had to be worked on for a long time. To long accomplish time. Long time. <laughs> I am definitely seeing it. And what is, the website is yourgreenpal.com? Yourgreenpal.com. Or you can just download GreenPal in the app store or play store. Wonderful. So we talked about how now it's been eight years. You're successful. It's great. It's going great. What do you see for your GreenPal in the next few years? We, uh, you know, we've come a long way. Uh, mm -hmm. the, at the end of the first year, we had 20 customers. Half of them were my friends and family. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I remember the day that I knew that GreenPal was going to work was probably year three. We mm -hmm. were, my two co-founders and I were working on a Saturday and I want to say like 30 people signed up to get their grass cut that day. And I didn't know any of them. Mm -hmm. And so it was like that little thing is like, okay, 30 people are using this website and I don't know any of them. And so, wow. And so like, that was a very, it's a very humble beginning. Now we have hundreds of thousands of people, thousands of transactions occurring every day. Um, but it's still just day one. Like we have right. so much further to go, mm -hmm. uh, you know, until like green pal is in the lexicon of the, of the English language, like I'm going to Uber to the airport or I don't feel like grocery shopping, just get an Instacart. Green pal is, has to be in that mindshare. And so we have a long way to go. We have a lot of a lot of places to go, a lot of a lot of people to serve that don't yet know about us. Okay. Sounds like a really bright future. I can tell you're ready for it. So I really appreciate Brian Clayton. I really look forward to your future and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to Future Forward Sales. If you are a business owner who rejects complacency and is driven to increase their sales and grow their business and would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit futureforwardsales.com forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor? Share this episode on social media. Then go ahead and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up, a rating or a review. My name is Lynn Whitbeck, and I thank you again for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening.